Good evening, church, and thank you so much for joining us tonight. My name is Cole. I'm the pulpit minister here at Central Church of Christ. This is Dan Spaeth. He's one of our elders. And here at Central Church of Christ, it's our mission to be God's heart and hands in this community and beyond. If you'd like to learn more about what that means and what that looks like, I want to encourage you to check out our website at www.churchvictoria.com or you can head over to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash vctchurch. If you're listening to this uh, on the Heart and Hands podcast via Spotify or Apple Podcasts, I want to thank you so much for joining us tonight. If you're watching this on Facebook, make sure to like and share. That really helps us out. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure you're subscribed and you get the bell turned on so you get notified every time we upload a video. If this ministry has in any way blessed you, I want to encourage you to head over to our website. You can, right at the top of the page, there's a donate button there. You can donate through PayPal and you'll be partnering with us as we seek to teach uh, the scriptures and as we seek to proclaim the gospel in, in a world filled with darkness. <laughs> yep, absolutely. It's a struggle. It is a struggle. But, but we, like we talked about last week, mm -hmm. God's going to deliver. That's right. He's, he's He's mapping it out here. Absolutely. And He's going to and He has made it possible for us to be delivered as well. That's right. We just have to take advantage of the promises that he's that he's laid out for us and when you make any type of contribution remember you know paul makes it very clear in philippians it's as if you were sitting here at the table with us and teaching this when you make any type of contribution you are a full partner you are considered a full partner in the work and that's what we look forward to we look forward to you being blessed because of your partnership in this work absolutely so all right well let's pray let's get in exodus chapter six Father, thank you so much for uh, for the, the opportunity we have to study again. Thank you for this uh, this avenue of, of, of uh, this tool that we have, this multimedia tool uh, that we can reach people out so far out there. We're so grateful for it, Father. And we pray your blessings upon us this morning. I mean, this evening as we study, as we uh, as we navigate through Exodus chapter six, and we pray, Father, your blessings will be on all of us. Those Cole and I. And will be on all of our audience, Father, as they listen and as they process what we're what we're trying to get across this, this evening. Bless us, Father. Thank you so much for uh, for promising such great promises in our lives. Help us, Father, to see them and help us to learn those things as we go forward. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, I next, I want to remind everybody sure. again. We talked about it last week. That Romans chapter fifteen verse four says hmm. that this thing this stuff was written that we might learn. That, that we, as we learn what people do, that we might learn these things to apply them to our own lives. That's right. So this is not just words on a page written to a bunch of people thousands of years ago. This was written to so that we have an opportunity to learn from it. Mm -hmm. And we need to learn from past mistakes, past examples, past successes. We need to learn from those things. Absolutely. And I think that's this is what we need to be doing. Well, on that topic, you know, we talk about, you know, the importance of learning from this text. And we see that God's deliverance is coming. And we see that there are going to be pitfalls, pitfalls along the way. That's what Exodus 5 is all about. Yeah. Even so much so that Moses is sitting here going, well, wait a minute, what's going on? Yeah. And from a leadership perspective, we've been there. We've done that. You've more so than I, but we've definitely been there and done that where it's like, but I thought, mm -hmm. and you know, maybe that's where you go wrong. The sermon this Sunday is actually talking about entering the king, enter, entering into the kingdom of heaven by becoming like little children, by receiving it like little children. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm going to talk about that dynamic more because I think it relates to this very well. But we're looking at the pitfalls. We're looking at God's deliverance. He's coming to bring his people up out of Egypt. That's Exodus 4 and 5. Um, my question for us this morning, brother, is, or this evening, rather, we're filming it's, this in the morning. It's hard, it's hard to keep track of that <laughs> because we're in the morning and it's going to go out in the evening. So, yeah, if we make those mistakes, just bear with us. Just bear with us. So my question is, because it takes great trust, it takes great mm -hmm. faith 
when I'm looking at a chasm, right? I'm thinking about like you remember that Indiana Jones movie mm-hmm. where they had that they were going in there to get the Ark of the Covenant or not the Ark of the Covenant, rather, excuse me, the uh, the um, Holy Grail. They're mm-hmm. on their way to get the Holy Grail, and remember, there's that chasm, mm-hmm. right? And it's the the leap of faith, and there and he's like, oh my gosh, what do I? And then and then he figures out, oh, I throw this, and it's like some type of weird mirrored thing. It's it's some nonsense, right? But it's this big, big leap. Okay, so God's deliverance is on the other side. I'm looking at a chasm. Why should I have faith in God? We've got people out there right now, you know, who may watch this, who may be watching this now, and they've got these chasms in their life. Why should they believe what a, God a has said? A chasm is like a big empty hole or looks like an empty hole. Like right. a big deep cavern Yes. that, that doesn't... Seems like there's no navigating across it. Yeah, it's a pit. Yeah. And and God says, I'll lead you across it. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. Makes no sense. Nope. Makes absolutely no sense. Why should I believe that? No sense. I've been taught my whole life that the religion I'm a part of, the, the lifestyle I'm a part of, there's nothing wrong with it. Everything's okay. That God loves everybody. And nobody's going to go to hell because God loves everybody. He wouldn't dare send anybody to hell. And I can pretty much do what I want as long as at some point I get a chance to say, oh, I'm sorry, by the way. And and you, and, and you put your faith in all of that nonsense, thinking that's all true. Then why would you not look at God and say, okay, I'm going to give you a try. Because I believed all this other stuff and it hadn't come true because my life's still a train wreck. And it's not getting any better. It's getting worse. You know, my wife is fixing to leave me. My kids hate my guts. And I got no money in the bank. And oh, yeah. Oh, by the way, I'm I'm happy as can be. No, you're not. You're miserable. And, and, and the question is, why trust God? Because God's proven over and over and over that he is, is capable of doing what he says he's going to do. On, where uh, most folks, you know, we, uh, you know, you put yourself, you put your faith in stuff, okay? And what does that prove to you? What, you what does it prove to you? You can't trust anybody. Well, you can't prove, you can't trust your stuff. That's for sure. Right. I went over the other day, and for those of you who know us, uh, my wife had a, had a, not my wife, my wife was involved in a bit of an accident mm-hmm. in her car, okay? Now, this is not a new car, but it's too new to us. We've only had it four or five months and it still smells new. It's got only 15,000 miles on it. It's a it's a new car to us. And somebody ran a light, clocked her, and the guy at the body shop called me and he said, this isn't good. All right, great. You know, now remember, this is a this is a new, that's a new car. And I walk into the place and I call him, and I know the guy, I've known him for a long time. And he said, Dan, come over and look at it. And I went and I looked at it, and it's sitting on a frame machine. Got the whole front end knocked off of it. Got this frame machine. As soon as I walk up, I see, I see one of the frame rails sticking out of the frame is bent about two inches. I can see it, and I'm going, "Yikes, <laughs> this isn't good." You know, and that thing you put all this faith in one moment in time, and now it's probably beyond repair. Mm-hmm. You probably can't fix it. Because it's going to cost too much. And if you don't fix it, the structural integrity of the car is compromised. So if it ever gets hit there again, it will bend. It'll, it'll, it'll crush like you take a cracker in your hand and crush it. That's how it'll crush. 
and somebody's going to get hurt. And uh, so we put our faith in that stuff, and guess what happens? In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, that car went from a, a viable, nice vehicle driving down the street with no miles on it. It's got a history. It's got a lifetime, a, a long life ahead of it, and boom, it's over, and that thing's gone. And it's sitting over on top of a frame rail down at ProCare, and it's junk. That car's a piece of junk in one moment. That's how fast. God, on the other hand, he hasn't done that one time to me in all my walk with him. He's never, he'd never been, boom, and it's over. Every time there's been one of them booms in my life, God's always been there with his hand around my arm and said, I got this. I got this. Why wouldn't you try him? Well, it, it seemed like a no-brainer to try Christ. To It seemed like a no-brainer because everything they've touched has turned to garbage. And why wouldn't they try God? So, yeah, look, that's an interesting perspective on that for sure. So it's it's more like everything that you, so your, your perspective on this is everything that you're doing, everything that you rule over, everything that you have your hand in falls apart. It's going to fall apart. It falls apart. If it hasn't, it will. Apart. You know, you've tried, you've tried the schemes. Or it's falling apart and you forgot that it fell apart. And you've tried the schemes and you've done all these mm -hmm. things and it falls apart. So why not trust God? I would, I would take that and I would say that's, that's a very good perspective. And I would argue from the other side of it, which is God has proven himself to be faithful. Mm -hmm. You know, Jesus came and they tried to make him a king. And he said, that's, you don't understand. You don't understand what my, my father's mission is. You don't understand what my father's plan is. You think that's the best way, but really the best way is me going and dying on the cross. But when you, I understand all that, but when you take a person that you're dealing with and they don't care what this says, they sure. don't care. They don't care what, they, they don't care. They've never read it. They did bother to read it. They just know their life's a train wreck and everything they put their trust in, everything has crumbled like a cracker. Right. Everything. And the things they have now, they know with the right hand, the right place, it's going to crumble like a cracker too. Just give it time. And that's why people are depressed, suicidal, despondent, drunk, drugged up because nothing else works. And they, they got to do all that stuff to compensate for the chaos of life because they don't care about this. They don't care what this says. They don't care. They don't care what his promises are. So what do you tell them? What do you tell them? Look around you guys. What did he say? You talked about it last week. Romans chapter one. Mm -hmm. There's enough evidence in creation. Just sit down for a minute. Take a break. Look around you and watch a bum, a, a bee work a flower. Mm. Okay. Or watch, or watch a, a, a rabbit or a deer or whatever work in a field. Just watch nature. God says there's enough right there. For you to know who I am and so, know what my promises are. Look to God because you've sought the abundant life. You've gone after it with everything you've got and you're miserable. Mm -hmm. Even if you succeeded. You know, you talked about drugs and, and all those th types mm -hmm. of things. The other thing we need to keep in mind is success. Yeah, success. You can pursue success single-mindedly. And yet how many, you know, you know who are the most happiest people on earth I've noticed? All those Hollywood actors super happy all the time never seen a one kill themselves never seen a one get upset and get divorced never seen a one whose kids went off the rails never seen a one oh wait a minute that's not the case oh but i bet billionaires are super happy no 
that's not the case either. Yeah, they they all for some reason seem to be divorced. But I figured I thought that was that was the route. All the money in the world would make me happy. So we've tried the abundant life. We've seen people who have chased after success check because i mean obviously we look at our society would look at somebody who's who's stuck in drugs or alcoholism or something like that and go obviously that's not it right but surely this person who has billions of dollars this is it right mm -hmm. and yet for some reason these people keep getting divorced and they keep splitting up and mm -hmm. they keep being so wait a minute if if that's not ha if happiness is there where is the abundant life and your argument is that's why we should have faith in god because we tried it our way it doesn't work it doesn't work it's obvious that it doesn't work therefore maybe we should look over here and, and look at what he says here in chapter 6 look at i mean moses gone to him and said god what what man it's worse now than it was before mm -hmm. and then look at what he said then the lord said to moses now you will see what i will do to Pharaoh because of my mighty hand he will let them go because of my mighty hand he will drive them he's not going to let them go he's going to run them off he's going to run them off you don't think that's still the same God today I think that's a that's a shocking statement from a, from a Pharaoh who 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 just said I'm not going to let him go I don't even know your God I don't care about yeah. your God what do I care it seems it seems like it's almost topsy turvy you know? you know I mean is God powerful enough in our lives. You know, I watched God take Pete and start to mold him and shape him and move him. Mm. I don't know why he took him. I have no idea. I have no idea what was going on there. I, I, I've, I've, seen, I've seen young people who are faithful to God. I've seen, I've seen God work in powerful ways in people's lives. And yet they say, well, that was just luck. That was just chance. I don't believe in all that stuff. I believe when we come to God, I believe God's hand is at work in our lives. I believe this powerful God is at work doing powerful things in people's lives today. Well, and to the one who would say, well, I don't believe that, you know, there is an abundant, abundant amount of evidence to believe that the New Testament is historically reliable. You know, you don't want to believe that it's the word of God. Fine. Don't believe that it's the word of God. It doesn't make any difference. But you still have to con you still have to contest with the fact that these things happened. And we know that, that they is, it's historically it's historically historical. accurate. You know, it's it's. There is not a question about whether Christ lived or he died or that he was buried. The question completely revolves around whether or not he rose. Christianity is not some some moral system uh philo some moral moral systematic philosophy, okay? That's not what Christianity is. Christianity is completely rooted in the idea that there was this man who lived, who said he was God, he died and he rose and he predicted all of it. If, if that is not true, then what we're doing here is worthless. What you're looking for is worthless. Mm -hmm. And there is no hope. Yep. Because I'm telling you right now, there is no other system. There is no, no, I'm not Judaism, not Islam, not any other religion that offers the type of hope that Christianity offers. Mm -hmm. And so if that is not, if that claim is not true, you might as well just survival of the fittest, the strongest make the rules, mm -hmm. and that's what you should seek. But we know that leads to emptiness. So if we come back and we look at the New Testament again, and if we understand that this is a this is reliable, these are people who witnessed it and saw it. Paul says in 1 Corinthians that 500 people witnessed the resurrected Christ, and you could still go talk to him. Mm -hmm. There is not a single piece of historical evidence that is not accounted for. The Jews claim that his disciples stole his body, right? He died, and the disciples stole his body. Matthew talks about that. Matthew says, and this is a lie they've been telling since the beginning, there is no hope in a dead body. Yeah. His disciples on the evening of his crucifixion ran away. Yeah. But yet something happened enough 
that 20 years later they were they were willing to go to, the, to go to their own crosses to their own deaths some immediately not even 20 years what if Christ did not raise you have to answer and account for the conversion of Paul who was a Pharisee who was a persecutor of the church what converted him why did he change he was standing there when they stoned Stephen to death why did he why did he convert you've got to account for that you've got to account for the conversion of Jesus's family that did not believe his claims yeah there is too there's so much evidence it doesn't make any sense and a dead body convinces no one no if look if all it was was his disciples stole out the body mm. that does not explain the conversion the conversion of all of these people it does not explain why the apostles were willing to go to their own deaths mm. it does not explain why they held to this 2000 years later they've been in the grave what difference does it make why would they pursue such things and why would they hold steadfast to it You've got to account for not only why the apostles died, but why the martyrs died, why they went to their deaths. Yep. You've got to explain 1 Corinthians where it's where Paul very clearly says, and this is a, this is one of the earliest statements we have out of the New Testament, that he says 500 people saw the resurrected Christ. You've got to account for that. I think something bigger than that that you got to account for. Okay. Bigger than that. you got to account for someone who has absolutely committed themselves to God, who never saw any of it. Hmm. And I mean, are willing to put their lives on the line. Okay? Mm -hmm. Are willing to walk away from family, friends, lifestyle, everything. Many of us have done that. I think that's, that. how do you explain that? How do you explain someone, what, are we just idiots? We knuckleheads, we don't know no better? Or have we really been converted and, what, and are in the process of being delivered? So what is it What is it there that was more valuable, that we found that was more valuable than all of those other things? All of the things that the world ascribes value hope. to. Hope. Mm. I have hope. None of it gave me hope. I have hope in a resurrected Lord. I have hope in a God who's powerful enough to do what this says. Well, and not just, and so when we say hope, let's clarify. We're not talking about walking into the 7-Eleven and buying a lotto ticket. And no, saying, no, 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 no. That I win that. No. That's not what we're talking about. It's if a God guarantee. Want, if God wanted me to be rich, he could make me rich. Well, let's look at this. God's going to make this guarantee. Look at what he says to Moses here in verse 2. God also said to Moses, I am the Lord. Mm -hmm. That's how I read that, right? Yeah, me too. I am the Lord. I appeared to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob as God Almighty, El Shaddai. But by my name, the Lord, Yahweh, I did not make myself fully known to them. I also established my covenant with them mm -hmm. to give them the land of Canaan where they resided as foreigners. Moreover, I have heard the groaning of the Israelites, whom the Egyptians are enslaving, and I have remembered my covenant. It's, I mean, it, uh, he's uh, he. It, you get a sense of he's frustrated, he's angry a little bit. How dare you? How dare you question yeah. what I have said? Yeah. I mean, think about it from this perspective. He's the creator of the entire universe. He knows how many how many stars in the sky, billions upon billions upon billions. He knows their names. He set their paths. He set them there. He knows all of these things. Mm -hmm. And this speck of dust, this vapor, is sitting here going, but you you didn't do it the way I wanted to. And he's like, let me explain something to you, son. <laughs> yeah. Let me explain. Let me yeah. explain to you. Yeah. I have said it will happen. It will happen. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I think, you know, you talk about the hope we put, or, well, yeah, the hope that we have our hope is in this God. 
This God who says, I have said, and therefore it is. We saw the same thing with Jesus. He's sitting in the boat. The storm's rocking and his apostles wake up. What did he say before they got in the boat? We're going to go over to the other side. Mm-hmm. The boat starts rocking in the middle of the storm and his apostle goes, oh my gosh, we're going to die. <laughs> and he gets up and says, stop. And it all stops immediately. And he looks at me and he goes, what was the problem? Where's yeah. your faith? Yeah. What was the problem? You know, I said we were going to the other side. That should have been sufficient. That should have been enough. And what are their response to this is, oh my gosh, who is this guy? Yeah. Oh my gosh. See, they were in the process, Cole, like we talked about last week. Deliverance takes time because we have to we have to wrap our minds around some of it. Because you know, we may come to him, but it takes a while for us to be completely invested, completely committed. It takes I'm still in the process of doing that. It takes a while for us to look at God like Jesus did, right? Jesus said, I am the Father of one, and I don't do anything. I don't do anything outside of what he has told me to do. And the way he says it is, that's the way it is, period. That is, that's his, Christ's entire perspective yeah. is God has said it's this way, it's this way, period. I don't care what Caesar's doing. I don't care what all these other people do. I don't care. God has said it's this way, it's this way. Therefore, period. But see, these guys are, <laughs> these guys are in the process of learning that. They will learn it. Well, it's they won't. Take, well, they, the they Israelites will, won't. Well, they not this generation. Not th- no, not this generation. But they, they will. The Israelite nation will learn it. Oh well, and then they'll it, forget it, and then they'll, and then they'll it. learn it, and then they'll forget it, and then they'll learn it, and they cry out to God. And every time, what does God do? Every time they cry, every time they forget it and walk away, what does God do when they cry out again? He they comes. Kind of comes back and rescues He's them. He's ever faithful. Yeah. He's always faithful. To that's them. why I call. It, that's why you know we've talked about this before. That's why I call Judges the book of the faithful, mm-hmm. because Israel is ever unfaithful, but ever. God is. God's always, always faithful. faithful, always faithful. And the real, the real protagonist of that story is God. So absolutely, so right. So he he makes. Therefore, look at verse six. Right. This is the way it's going to be. This is my covenant. This is my promise. I am the Lord. Therefore, say to the Israelites, I am the Lord, and I will bring you out from under the yoke of the Egyptians. I will free you from being slaves to them, and I will redeem you with an outstretched arm and with mighty acts of judgment. I will take you as my own people, and I will be your God. Then you will know that I am Yahweh, your God, who brought you out from under the yoke of the Egyptians. And I will bring you to the land I swore with uplifted hand to give to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. And I will give it to you as a possession. I am the Lord, or I am Yahweh. So God says, I'm going to do this. It's going to happen because I say it's going to happen. Look at the next verse. So Moses reported this to the Israelites, but they did not listen to him. Because of their discouragement, discouragement, and harsh labor. And what was their focus? What was their God? Yeah, their own selves, their own abilities, their own lack of abilities, their own discouragement, their own hard labor. Well, their own. I would say that their God was their own satisfaction. Yeah, yep. They were unsatisfied remember, with the way things had gone. God wasn't talking to them. Mm. He was talking to Moses, and Moses was talking to them. Correct. Today is different. Today, God's talking to us. That's right. He speaks to us. His spirit contends. It does. Yes. He does. Yeah, he does. And, and you know, he talks to us through the word. He talks to us through the spirit living with us. He talked to us through other people, just like he did with Moses. You know, but he but he speaks through us. I was criticized one time for saying that. Hmm. I was laughed at one time by somebody that hmm. laughed at me and said that, that I'll look at him. He thinks God talks through him. What? A, a, a Christian did hmm. that? I will. I won't. I won't say. No, no. I don't want. No, no please don't. But you know, I, I, I was. I was made fun of, and it didn't just last there. It it went, you know, for a while after that. 
that was a that was a bit of a joke between there was three or four people and it was a bit of a joke and it wasn't just me they were laughing at my expense right and saying that to me about my about me that I believed and I still believe to this day that sometimes that 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 I, I believe there are times when when God is speaking through us in this thing I believe that I've stood in the pulpit I believe you stood in the pulpit and God has used us as a vehicle to navigate his message through us so let me get this straight We've read Genesis. We know what God's intent is. Uh-huh. Genesis chapter chapter 1, verse 26 and 27 makes it very clear that God seeks to rule through us. Yeah. He wants to not rule just through us, but with us. That's his goal. He wants us, right? And Jesus would say in the Last Supper in John chapter you know, 13 through 17, he makes it really clear that his goal and his desire, God's goal and God's desire and Christ's goal and Christ's desire and the Comforter's desire, the Spirit, is for us all to be one, to be unified and to be one, mm-hmm. right? That's the goal. Okay. Mm-hmm. So... With that goal being stated and with understanding that when we obey the new covenant, when we obey the gospel, right, and we we enter into this covenant with God, he puts his spirit in us. Mm -hmm. So let me get all this straight. God wants to rule with us. He wants to have that relationship even more so than he had with Adam and Eve in the garden. He wants that with us. He puts his spirit in us and dwells within us. We become new creations in God when we obey the new covenant. And he puts his spirit within us to dwell within us. There is no temple. This building isn't a temple. There's no holy ground. God dwells within us because he never wanted to dwell, as Stephen would say, and as he would also God mm-hmm. would say in Stephen Second Samuel. Tells him that. I've never wanted to dwell in a temple made of human hands, right? The heavens are my throne and the earth is my footstool. What are you going to build for me, right? So rather, God dwells within a temple that he made, which is us, the mm-hmm. new creation sends a spirit to dwell within us and he did all of this work he, he went through all of this trouble did all of these things so he won't talk to us <laughs> i'm just telling you what happened. what i'm just telling you what happened. that's dumb okay that's ridiculous that's foolish and ridiculous <laughs> we're not even gonna i'm just telling you that, that that all of us all of us have those things that go on in our lives that where satan is trying to undermine right. what we're doing that's right for those who did that i would say be very very careful be very careful what is the fruit of the spirit again Love, joy, peace, patience, mm-hmm. kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. What is love? It's patient, it's kind, does not have any, does not boast, it does not proud. It's all of those things. Mm-hmm. And you're going to sit there and ridicule a brother, even if he's wrong? Mm-hmm. I mean, I look, let's just say, I, it's insane, but let's just say they're right and you're wrong, which we've already explained why that's nonsense. But let's just say, let's play devil's advocate and say they're right. Their reaction in that is to ridicule? Their reaction in that is to cut down. That's not the spirit of my father. That's the spirit of Satan. But that's what's going on here. Same stuff's going on here. Yeah. They're going to ridicule Moses and Aaron. That's right. They're And they're going to ridicule each other. That's right. You know, I mean, remember, this is this is two million folks. It's not a little. This is a town the size of San Antonio. Okay? That's right. That's very true. I mean, it's a big, it's a big group of folks that we're dealing with here. They've gotten so big. That's why the Pharaoh enslaved them because they're getting they're going to get out of hand here. If we don't do. They're going to take over. If we don't do something. So right. I know we'll just make them slaves. Mm. So you know, what I mean, and and so you know, within that dynamic of that group, there are people that are being criticized and mocked and ridiculed and all that stuff. And there are some that went along. They went along with the with the, because everybody else was going. Oh, we'll just go along with them. We'll leave Egypt too, but we ain't going to like it. That's why they. That's why they they stumble and fall so much because there's so much nonsense going on here. Yeah, we have to get past all of that and just look at it and say, you know what? I'm going to let God rule my life. Well, I'm absolutely flabbergasted, brother. I'm sorry that happened to you. 
Well, that's really a shame. I, I really hope and I pray. I don't know who those people are. I don't want to know who those people are, but I really hope and I pray that God grew them up, that they repented, they turned from that nonsense, and that they they yielded themselves. I understand that there's a lot of there there is a lot of difficulty to really understand what God's goal and plan and the fullness of it. Right? I mean, it's it's so radical. His grace and His Spirit and all the things that He's doing. I can understand people who have a difficult time really grabbing onto it. It's like I said in a study just the other day, remember I said, we are reigning with Christ in the heavenly right. realms. Mm-hmm. We're seated on the throne with him. Mm-hmm. It literally says that verbatim in Ephesians. Mm-hmm. And I got people looking at me like I'm a nut job. Mm-hmm. You know, So I, I can understand the difficulty in that. Uh, what saddens me is that sectarian spirit that looks at what you said and ridicule, the reaction is to ridicule rather than to, you know, hey, let's come alongside and let's help this brother understand. Because I mean, Again, what, devil's advocate. What if I was right? Well, and what if I was no, right? no, no? You are right. Like, That's my saying. point. That was, from their perspective, <laughs> what if I'm right? I don't understand what what's what would be so horrific about it. But either way, the point is right or wrong. But you understand their reaction you understand. to it is so when is people so troubling. when people start to get where the, where the world is more important to them than than the life that they live is more it. When that's more important, they start to buy into the nonsenses, the isms of this world. Well, and I would wonder if that's it right there. It's not so much it, it's they wanted to grab on to their system of rules and regulations that make them feel in control and safe and things of that nature. That, and that, makes, them, and that makes them feel powerful? If God dwells within mm-hmm. and he speaks through his church, that's that's a scary proposition. But if God is stuck in this book and he can't reach out. He can't do things like that. Well, then it's much safer. Mm-hmm. I've noticed that. I don't know. That's, I wonder, I wonder, I'm not saying that's what it is. I wonder if it's, if it's an issue of, I have God in a box and I can control him compared to the full breadth and depth of everything that he has promised and how he conducts how he conducts himself. I think I think uh, I think all, what we're trying to do here is let you know that uh, that there is going to be uh, challenges. Oh man! To the deliverances that yeah. God provides in our life, there are going to be, be challenges. There are going to be chasms and pits and, in and standing to, in the to, way, and to navigate them. That and it says scriptures tell us in the Book of Romans. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing the word of God, and yeah. hearing by the word of God. Stand so the more that we, the more that we learn the book, that's what Romans chapter fifteen verse said, and yeah. verse four said that this stuff was written so that we could learn. You know, that's, that's where the faith. That's exactly come. what these people were doing. They were putting God in a box. Yes, that's right. They were. They were putting God in a box, and it's no, and and we can't criticize them because that's what we do. We do it. Yeah. How do we get past it? How do we get past putting God in a box? And I think it's exactly what you said. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Stand on his word. And, and I think what how these people are going to get past it to a certain extent. They will fall back and forth and up and down. All right. But they're going to watch what God does. Well, watch what God does today. Watch what he's doing. Oh, man. Okay? That's so good. It's you know so I mean? good. I mean, I mean the coffee's good, too. But, but what I he's doing is I good. don't know. I, come on, man. This, I'm, I'm glad you got in a cup with a cap. <laughs> he hates coffee. Because that stuff stinks, man. That oh, stuff's so just good. that stuff's just nasty. It's, it's fantastic. But God is better. We're not going to get into a study about coffee, please. No. You will not win here, man. Uh, <laughs> you will not win. <laughs> no, it's it's man. It's uh, 
I see so much negativity out in the world today. And of course, I give God credit for working in the world mm -hmm. in things. I think God causes everything to happen that needs to happen. I think he allows Satan to do whatever Satan needs to do. You know, so I think, you know, when we have a, an election or something, I, I'm, I'm going to give God credit where I think, you know, in my own life, you know, I'm going to say, you know, well, look at what's happening now. Everything went south. Everyone went to garbage. And now it looks like maybe it's going to turn around a little bit. Okay. That's awesome. I walked the other day, you know, I, there was a, uh, there was a gas was at a couple of gas stations, $3.10 a gallon. I went the same by the same gas station, come down 10, 12 cents a gallon. Well, you know, hey, I think I think God's in control. All right. Now, I know that there are p evil people doing evil stuff. I understand that. But in my life, God's in control. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to I'm going to look at it with the perspective that God has. Well, what does James say? Every good and perfect gift is from above who comes down from our father our father of heavenly lights in whom there is no shifting shadow um, and he and he he blesses his people which in turn it blesses the world that is lost and well dying. and i it's you know as a christian if if something turns my way what am i supposed to say am i supposed to say oh man that was a that was a good turn of luck but i don't believe in luck no. i believe in god no and so what do, what do I look what do I look at it who am I going to give thanks to what am I going to say you know thank you to the to the cosmos for bringing me this stuff or am I going to look at it and say thank you father you know this is this is a good thing this is this is awesome I, I wasn't expecting this and I'm very thankful for well, it and and he says that he causes the rain to fall on the just and the unjust. and the unjust that's right you know you know what does Solomon figure out in Ecclesiastes you know, man, none of, none of that well stuff means nothing only thing that matters is being obedient to God. What is it, what does Christ say in the Sermon on the Mount? You run after all these things, food and clothing and all that. He says that like the Gentiles, doesn't your father know you need these things? Yeah. Therefore pursue my righteousness and these things will be added unto you. Mm -hmm. You know, we shouldn't we shouldn't be surprised when God comes through on his word, when he comes through on his promise. We should expect that should be the expectation. Yeah. Not like these people who who look at what God has said I'm going to do mm -hmm. and they balk. Mm -hmm. They look at what God has said and they go, "Ah, yeah, whatever, you know, it's, it's horrific. It's horrific. Yeah. Well, and, and the next part of this is just going to be really be a family record of Moses and Aaron, but it's, it's a, it's a family record to let us know they're from the tribe of Levi, mm -hmm. which is at some point is going to become the tribe of priests. Okay. Mm -hmm. Aaron will become the first high priest. Mm -hmm. All the high priest successors have to come from his seed line. Yes. That's why Jesus is not going to be a, a high priest like him. It's going to be a high priest like Melchizedek, which is not from Aaron's seed line. Yes. And, and if you go all the way down to verse 26, it says, and, and there's a lot of names and everything here. But if you go down, it said, it, it was this Aaron and Moses to whom the Lord said, bring the Israelites out of Egypt by their division. They were the ones who spoke to Pharaoh, king of Egypt, about bringing the Israelites out of Egypt. This same Moses and Aaron. Which tells us that these names became pretty popular. Yeah. These names became pretty popular, and a lot of people got named this, and so they they set down the record of the genealogy. It's now this is the Aaron and Moses we're talking about here. Yeah. It's this Aaron. And Moses. These are the guys right. that have walked into your presence after not being around for a long time. Aaron may have been for a while, but That's Moses. Right. But Aaron was to go to Midian, go to hook up with Moses. Moses been gone forty years, been gone. They 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 put him out of their minds. Well, he's gone, and he and now he's come back, and he said, "Oh, by the way, God talked to me." And, uh, and you see this stick? I'm going to do a lot of good stuff with this stick. And God's going to get you out of here. Well, naturally, they wouldn't believe. When I first come to, came to God, I mean, 
it took a long time before I really believed that he, you know, he could pull off what he said he's going to pull off my life. You know, and, and people we come to today, very seldom you come, they, they come to you, they come to you with their lives, you know, I mean, they're bleeding. They're bleeding all over the floor. And they're, they're in chaos. And they don't know why they're standing in front of you. They don't know why they're listening to you. They don't know why they're studying the book. They got a place else to go. You know, and they, and, and, uh, <clears throat> we look at this and say, we tell them, God can fix this. When I just told somebody the other day, I told him, I said, I said, uh, I'm, I met somebody at, at, uh, at the trunk retreat, and I said, you need to be here. Where have you been? You need to be here. And I said, don't you remember what I told you? It's a hospital. There's sick people here. Mm -hmm. Everybody's sick here. And the one that the, the doctor that practices here is the great physician. He can fix your problems. He's not like the other hospitals around town. This hospital, the great physician works here. You need to be here. That's right. You need to find a find a place where the great physician is working. That's right. And let him fix your life. And not put him in a box. No. You know, man. That's that's what that's give him what... the freedom to be the doctor that he is. Exactly. He trust, heals people. Trust that he's that that's what he's going to do, and don't let him lead you across the chasm. Don't look at the chasm and think I'm going to fall in. You're 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 you already fell in. You already fell in. You're already <laughs> in the chasm. Already, that's and that's exactly it. Got the stink all over you. Christ is reaching down to us mm -hmm. while we're sitting stuck in a pit. We're not looking at a pit trying to cross it. We're looking we're, at the top. We're looking at the top of it. And Christ is going, just trust me. And we're going, no, I don't want to fall in the pit. You're already in the pit. You're Christ not playing. Like, you're in the pit. Stop it. You're <laughs> in the pit. <laughs> it's, it's What we're going to see with the Israelites is that they don't do that. They don't yeah, do this. Yeah. They stay in the pit. You know, and we're going to see that really, you know really sad, clearly. Cole, man. I've been at this a long time. And it's sad when you come across people. And I know what the answer is in their life. I know what can fix it. I know what they all they need to do. But they have to have the trust and the faith and the and the desire to do what God's calling them to do. That's right. And so many of them won't. Yeah. They won't. You know, it's it's you know, it's I've seen so many folks that just wouldn't. I'm not saying they couldn't, they just wouldn't give God the time and the effort and the and the commitment that he needs. He said, deny yourself, pick up your cross, right. and follow me. That's right. Was that a promise that he was going to that he was going to fulfill? And then I will be your God. I will be. I will fix this. It's, you know how awesome is it that the Creator of the universe is in our corner? <laughs> you know. Yeah. I mean, Israel is going to figure it out at some point, but then they'll fall again, and then they'll figure it out. I would. Again. I would debate that. I would say that there's a very, very small minority who figured out maybe one generation that really grabs onto it under Joshua and then that's what not, I'm not so much. I'm talking about Israel. Yeah. They are true Israel. I, I don't know. I guess maybe under David too. Under David. But but that's true Israel. Yeah. The ones that don't get it are not true Israel. Right. Well and that's what Jesus says, you know, Jesus points out that it's not it's not the but the promise doesn't the promise doesn't come through the biology. The promise comes through the promise, through the spiritual. That's right. The spiritual seed, That's the right. spiritual so, Israel. And, and it's the same today. There are a lot of people calling themselves the church. A lot of people calling themselves the church. Christ's church, say, the 
Satan cannot hurt Christ's church. Not everybody who called themselves the church is the church. That's right. That's true. And this is only in, you know, Israel was Israel in God's mind. God knows who real Israel is. That's right. God knows who the church is. That's right. It's not a building on a corner. Nope. Not a building on a corner. Man. And the only way you're going to be able to know, the only way you're going to be able to figure it out one way or the other is if you get, the book. get into the book. Get in the book. Get in the book. It's the only way. God and is the watch same. Watch God deliver. Watch God work. Watch Watch the way he worked through Moses and the way he works through Jesus. Yeah. Watch what he does. Watch the power that he has. God is the same as he is. Was God is the same as he is today, as he was yesterday, as he will be tomorrow. That's right. He's always the same. His word hasn't changed. And he loves his creation. He really does. He loves you guys. He does. He wants, you may think he, nobody could love me because nobody has loved me. You could. You, you may look mm -hmm. in the mirror and say, man, look at that. That's garbage. Well, I'm telling you, God don't make junk. God don't make junk. We turn it into junk. God turns it back into into, into into roses and flowers and gardens. That's what God turns it back into. He's good at it. He's, he's really, really good he's at really it. Good at it. Really good at it. He's really good at it. Really good at it. Really good at it. Really good at it. Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you so much for the power of the word. Thank you, Father, for the for the power it has to to bring to grow our faith. And thank you, Father, for all of this that's been written before that can that can teach us and we can learn from that we can see how you navigate people and that you still are doing it today. Thank you, Father, for that. Thank you for growing us and thank you for all the wonderment that you can uh, that you can help to happen in our lives. Thank you, Father. Be with our audience. Help them to have the faith and the courage to step out on that faith and courage and to walk up to you. Help them to reach out to us, Father. We want to talk to them. We want to, we want to study with them. We want to just help them through and help them navigate this chasm, this pit they found themselves in and help them to find the hand of Jesus reaching out to them. Father, help us to do that and help them to reach out to us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.